In April of 1963, at a military hospital in Yemen, a pair of twin girls were born. These births were not unusual, nor were their actions and lives as infants. But soon enough, their parents began to see that June and Jennifer Gibbons were not like other girls. And the life of the women known as the Silent Twins had begun. Almost 30 years of hardships, crimes, and institutionalization would pass before one of the twins met her untimely death. That sparked a change that would bring about a sense of normalcy in the life of her sister, and the silence was broken. Who were they? Why the silence? And why the change? All that and more this week on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. We're here. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to... Stop it, shut up. You shut up. Uh, as I was saying, welcome... How the hell are you going to say you are doing a silent episode and then talk in it? We never said that. We said we're doing an episode on the silent twins. You both look alike, so I misread the room. Thought you were referring to yourselves. <laughs> My bad. How the hell do we look alike? When I look at either of you, all I see is asshole. Hello. I actually walked into that one. Yeah, I, you kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago. I'm your host and lead silent tour guide this week. See what I mean? It's a figure of speech, you ass clown. <laughs> I'm getting out, getting upset. Usa. <laughs> Anyway, now, as, as I was saying, what, what was I saying? Hosts. That's, oh, yeah. I'm Brent, and you have heard from Tweedledee and Tweedledickface already. Don't call Kyle Dickface. I didn't. And you wonder why I am planning your deaths. What was that? I didn't say anything. All right, all right. Enough of the bot nonsense. We got a topic to get to and a special guest that we haven't heard from in quite some time. His name is... Ding, Kevin! Welcome back. Well, actually, to the lower fourth. Yeah, hey, good to be here. I actually just came to hear my bumper, so um, <laughs> I think I'm going to leave. Or if you can just text me that, so I can listen to it when I'm feeling sad. Why don't you just like make it your ringtone? Uh, only when you call. Or your alarm? So, yeah. yeah, my <laughs> alarm. That'll that'll ruin my life. Make it so, like when I call, it's like that that. Uh, Chuck Norris joke where it just says answer, 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 <laughs> answer. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, or um, you're by the way, I have to say this. Speaking of us communicating on the phone, you're the fastest person I know. who You text back like that. It's funny. Like this that. morning you text me. I had just grabbed my phone and it goes ding. Yeah. And yeah, I, you're like, good morning. I'm like, yo, like literally yeah. <laughs> the cameras, man. The cameras are working. I know when you're that's up. exactly what yes. it is. Oh. <sighs> So, all right, the, spot. <laughs> the, the, the only other reason I'm here is uh, I'm, I'm told that I could, if I host this episode or help host this episode, um, I can get a sibling that is silent so that my yeah, sister that's will the way shut it works. up. Yeah, yeah, I want her to shut up. 
Yeah, she has to by law. By law? Court order. Okay. Uh, yes, I did see that statute yeah. uh, in your law books over there. Yeah, that's, I should just have a wall full of law books. <laughs> you really should. I mean, that Where really would tie the room estate together. Sale? Is, 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 <laughs> They're Canadians, so they don't even count. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's just two pamphlets. <laughs> Every good anything has a pamphlet. Damn right. Mm-hmm. So today, good sir, we're talking a few things. Okay. But today we ask, why are kids so fucking creepy? Yeah. And what the hell is a silent twin? Yeah. And why does my back hurt every morning? Yeah. And why are bodies so hard to carry when they are limp? Yeah, it- Wait, what did he just well, say? Uh, yeah, exactly. You get used to that. Yeah. Idle threats and, and yeah. you know, it's just, it's part of the... I mean, I've been on the show before. Mm. I, uh, I have a bumper. I don't know if you knew that, but um, I've, never, I've never said... You have a what? A bumper? His name is... <laughs> yes. He said fucking stop yeah, it, I guess. So. No, uh, that was great, man. Oh, man. <laughs> he, I feel I think he was satiated. sick of, of Can, listening to it. Oh, did, well, fuck you, C-Bot. How's that sound? <laughs> How much are you offering? Oh, oh God, Jesus. Uh, anyway, speaking of gross, no, not gross, but it is weird, not gross, weird twin week here on H51. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the pair known as the silent twins different than the skeleton twins they, slightly yes slightly uh these twins barely talked to anyone except for each other for nearly 30 years then you know as as you're one to do not you but the proverbial you yes one died under mysterious circumstances <laughs> Hell of, a dro- oh, sorry. <laughs> Hell of a drop in there, Kyle. Jeez. Uh, and the surviving sister found her voice. Oh, so to speak. Very well done. Uh, after years of weird ass behavior. Let's break it down some. All right. And a big, huge shout out to the BBC for their 1994 documentary, The Silent Twins Without My Shadow. Uh, a lot of today's information comes from that. And it is definitely worth a watch if you're interested in learning more. Also, it's available on YouTube. And I got a link in the show notes, and it's in 4.3. Back, remember when everything was in 4.3, and now you watch it on wide screens and it uh, just- 4.3. Black making, bars. Yeah. I got black bars on 7 and 9. Sorry, that's a- uh, What is that a John Candy, uh, Delirious. Oh, deli- dude, I have seen that movie. Is he a-, is, he a um, is that the one where he's a, a, a soap opera writer or yeah, something? Yeah, and he hits his head and wakes up in his own yeah. soap opera. Yeah. Man, they don't make them like they used to, but They sure don't. Well, Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> also, I was, three, I was like, I think he's going to say something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 4 3 made me think of my marching band days. I thought you were talking about a time signature, and I yeah. wanted to go get my tuba. Yeah, here we go. Did you play the tuba? You're fuck right. I played the fucking Holy tuba. Holy cow. I yeah. didn't. I wouldn't. I could barely lift it. It was twice <laughs> my weight in it's high school. still tiny. So that's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, now we're. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Dateline, April 11th, 1963. Whales. There are whales in this? There'd be whales here. Oh. Admiral. Uh, that's I'm in the UK. Web. Oh, okay. Kevin, in case you're keeping track, not not the HWH variety, the WALES variety. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, if you type the shit out, I would know that. I should. Yeah. Yay. I get to add a thumbtack to my episode map. Jesus Christ, Kyle, you are a ray of sunshine in a field full of shit. <laughs> Thanks, boss. All right. Uh, now that the mutual bullshit's over. Anyway, now back to the ladies <laughs> at hand. June and Jennifer Gibbons were their names. Kevin, 
Yes. You've done some research on this. Tell us about the parents. You got it, man. I, I did do some research. And so the mom and dad, mom and pop, were Caribbean immigrants. Uh, their names were Gloria and Aubrey Gibbons. Um, Gibbons. Gibbons. Like Edward Gibbon, who wrote The uh, Decline and Fall of the... Not to be confused with Andy Gibb. Uh-huh. One of the Gibb brothers. N- that's not in the Bee Gees. The one that died at a very young age. Yes. Or my sister had a pennant. Remember pennants? Like I'm the not triangle? Th- no, no, no. I'm younger than you, Brent. My sister had a Andy Gibb What's pennant. What's a pennant? Like, you know, like. Oh, a pennant. Pen- like the triangle shaped. Pen- like I won the pennant race. I'm yeah, a baseball. Oh, I know what a shape. pennant is. And it was okay. an Andy Gibb pennant. Wow. Did that It was kill right him? next to a John Bon Jovi poster. Oh, man, your sister's cool. <laughs> Andy Gibbs. Oh, well, don't forget uh, Billy Gibbons as well from ZZ Top. I That's think he's true. also dead. Um, <laughs> so, Jesus yeah, back Christ. to. Yeah, I know. Hey, you bring me on for the death. Uh, back to Gloria and Aubrey Gibbons. Yeah. You know, they moved from Barbados to the aforementioned United Kingdom in the early 1960s, right before Beatlemania blew up. Uh, they're part of the Windrush generation. Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on that. It's lots of scandals involved, but that's probably for another day. Yeah, because I didn't do any research on that, so we can't do that one. Okay. <laughs> now, even though they were part of the Windrush generation, they led normal lives. Uh, Gloria was a housewife, and Aubrey worked as a technician for the Royal Air Force. Yeah, some places said he was a technician. Some said he was a pilot. Really? So we're just going to say he was in the Royal Air Force. Yeah, Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. I hope he was a pilot. That's way cooler. <laughs> pilot to bombardier. But he would say it with a cool accent, like, yeah. hey, man. <laughs> nope, nope. We're not talking about, nope, we're not talking about colonialism. Oh, no, but I'm just no. thinking of like, Bar- so Barbados, they, they speak uh, Bahan oh, Creole. Is there- I thought you were, I'm sorry, I thought no. you were doing a very bad joke about uh, British accents. No, 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 Bahan Creole, which is going to come into this. Anyway, keep okay. going. Okay, yeah, well, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> the, the couple did have three other children besides the sh- twins. Uh, there was Greta, who was born in 1957. Uh, she went on to form a band called Greta Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, who was born in 1959. Oddly and, named Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> just can't get enough of those California girls. And then both before the twins, uh, so Greta and David were before the twins. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, Rosie was born in 1967, which is four years after the twins were born, which once again, Dateline, August, or excuse me, April 11th, 1963, mm-hmm. brought us our twins. Yeah. And not long after, when the girls hit speaking age, yeah, mom and dad learned that uh, the twins were a little bit different. Not only were they far behind other children when they were growing up in mm-hmm. regard to language skills. That in part was due to they they suffered from a speech impediment or they both had speech impediments. They were also unusually inseparable bonded, as some might say. Like if one left the room, the other one would get very upset. From from infancy, yeah. But silence not the correct term. The girls seem to have a private language that only they could understand. Fucking aliens. I can feel it. Bet. (laughs) <laughs> or or just hope more yes. like yeah it's more of a hope <laughs> uh, here's a quote from aubrey the father in the home they talk make sounds and all that but we knew they weren't quite like you know normal children 
talking readily. How old were you when you started talking, Brent? I spoke early, actually. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> I I don't exactly know the age, but I know I spoke early. I, I was born early and I spoke early. You're I was pre- seven you weeks premature? premature. No kidding. You're right, right under seven weeks. Wow. So like six, yeah, just just under seven yeah. weeks. Okay, and three weeks before you do day, you just started talking, didn't you? <laughs> you just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find this human form confiding or something <laughs> what nothing and that that's when brent had to get a job yeah. uh the mines they were nice back in the day no more like cutting chopping wood and picking corn out of beans uh, when you're the a Midwest, kid, Central when you're Illinois, kid baby. it's not child labor it's just called chores or building character yeah yeah go buck hey anyway <laughs> kevin have you heard of the the twins having their own language before i you know i have uh you know it happens so much it has its own name well, hit us, it's hit us called it. cryptophagia yeah yeah which don't invest in that <laughs> uh it's gonna i, I it's gonna go it, to the moon you think to so? the moon I, yeah uh you heard that here first i mine it but literally you have to use a shovel it's very hard so i'm not really up and up on my technology no well, I'm the guy gonna, swears. Is that why you always have a shovel with you in Russia? Uh, <laughs> crypto mines you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Back Aubrey uh, talking about how his girl spoke. It's important to remember this. So even though the family spoke English at home, uh, very young at the age, you know, June and, and Jennifer Gibbons begin to speak another language. Wow. Now they say believed because they weren't sure, but they believed it to be a sped up version of Bahan Creo. <sighs> Uh, and that is accentuated by their speech impediments and their own colorful ad libs, as he called them, if you will, making up their own stuff. Normal, scary shit for kids to do. No reason to lose sleep over that. That's kind of true. Kids are fucking terrifying. I'm terrified with even without ad libs. <laughs> Just why is it staring? <laughs> it has a name. We don't talk. We why don't. is it? Oh, did, when would when did you last feed it? Three days ago. Oh, <laughs> you named it. Oh no, <laughs> it is fed. <laughs> uh, real quick on that Bahan Creole. It's an English-based Creole language okay. with African and British influences. I found that online from the Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, it's from the Caribbean island of Barbados. Think Rihanna. If you ever look up a, Ella, you can find Ella, them all over the place. Her speaking with, like, look up her speaking in Bahan Creole. Oh, really? It's hard to understand. Some okay. Of it. It's like, it's very similar to in Jamaica, they speak Paduan, I think is what it is. So it's, it's kind of English. So I know in, in, in like in Jamaica, if they want to say what's going on, they uh-huh. say Wagwan. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you heard that, you would not have no idea what that meant. Yeah. You know, but you know, or I think, well, that's not true. Cause you were from Jamaica. What part? Uh, ja. <laughs> right near the beach yeah boy <laughs> Love can, I, mercy. Can, I, can i say one thing i know this is a, a sorry this is a uh, audio medium but i have to say this so brent is sitting across from me and he has a monitor in front of him and he looks like wilson from home improvement can only see my eyes. i can only see his eyes and his nose <laughs> so i'm waiting for him to give me some pithy uh, advice hey on how to, there tim hey there neighbor yeah t- uh, hey there neighbor that's right uh I sh- pithy that's a Thank you. I like I like my advice and my helmets. Pithy. Yep. <laughs> speaking of, that's why you have the head injuries. Uh, speaking of UK, I th- always think of like you know UK hunters with their pith helmets. Oh yes, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so anyway, boom. 
you get these kids, they're, they're speaking this stuff, and the two would come to be known as the silent twins for their unwillingness to communicate with anyone except for each other, even their parents and other siblings. They were quiet. Wow. And that's kind of just the, the backstory a little bit, and it gets weirder from there, folks. It's break time, but when we come back, it's bullying boys, crimes a la arson, hospitals and death, Yahtzee. all that after the break on Hysteria 51. Like arson crimes? Arson and crime? Oh my. Sign me up. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, so hopefully right. you uh, you peed. I peed. You or you just hit skip. <laughs> like uh, everyone else does. Right. Mm -hmm. School time. Time to take you to school. All right. 
no surprise here. I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school. <laughs> so you want to do yeah, uh, 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 It was a rough time for the girls. Well, if they're talking to nobody. They're twins. Yeah. That's already, unfortunately, a lot of twins feel like they don't have their own personality. I've talked to a lot of people that said like, ugh. You know, you, oh, you, where's the other one? And yeah. oh, you look so much alike. No, I don't even yeah. know that was you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why so many of them get those, you know, eye patches. You know, that way you yeah. can. It's easy to distinguish, and you know which one's evil. So, <laughs> what I'm telling you is, Once if you again, have twins, poke one of their eyes out. Just one. That's just a Central Illinois thing, I thought. Oh, right. I just thought all that might have been my family. Illinois. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> where's Where's Kevin and Patch? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, he's out back lighting fires. You yeah, know, well, kids, boys you will be boys. One eye out. <laughs> boys will be boys. Also, the, you know, twins, they're silent and they're the only black students in their school. Was not good. This wasn't a place where, in unfortunately, the 60s. Yeah, yeah, people weren't like, yay, unfortunately. <laughs> as uh, I don't know if you're a history buff or not, Kevin, but back in read. the day, the much like today, mm-hmm. the world was shit. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I know it doesn't really feel true, but it last was. I checked, the world was. Um, hold on, let me do the math here. Two hundred and forty-eight years old, uh, um, give or take. Yes, uh, yeah. from whenever we signed that Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that matters. Uh, plus, and here's the other thing. So they think at the beginning they would coordinate their movements, probably on purpose at first, but it came like second nature. So they moved, ate, did everything kind of in tandem silently okay that's fucking creepy and when you say they did stuff in tandem if they ate in tandem are they mirroring each other or are they just yeah kind of like they do it together they walk the same way they do things together they yeah you know it's a good thing they're wearing those patches (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately they they both poked out the right eye and both (laughs) drove son of a bitch oh they weren't thinking about that were they no no who wants to lose a second one anyway Teachers didn't know what to do, nor did counselors. This is just a normal school. Mm-hmm. In fact, the counselors referred to them as selective mutes, which is probably kind of true because they could speak. Even going as far as letting them leave school early to get away from the other kids because the bullying was that bad. Uh, yeah, just a non-joking moment, man. Bullying and kids, and yep. that, that shit is horrible. And then you wonder why kids hurt themselves or hurt others. Now, I'm not making excuses uh, for any of that, but uh, yeah, there's got to be some... Um, I wish there was more ways for that to be worked work through, and kids can be just brutal. Yeah, because they, no, they don't know how to process it. And they probably get a lot of that from home, too. Oh, yeah. And now I'm going to move on to a joke. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith said uh, in a recent interview that hurt people hurt people, Brent. Well, that's that's true, and I, I think he's got a little bit of uh, you know experience. Yeah, just just the one time. You know, he's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rock skipper. <laughs> anyway, um, so no surprise. All this shit going on, not holding the kids accountable. They're just letting the girls go home first. Yeah. You know, so this doesn't happen. So they think they're the, they, they're the problem. It's nobody yeah, else, right? right. Mm-hmm. So the girls withdrew further from people, refusing to even look anyone in the eye or respond when spoken to. Before that, at least they, would, they were present and it got yeah. worse. But this whole time, mm-hmm. and this was important, they did have one way that they expressed themselves. Interpretive dance. <laughs> Sadly, that was funny. Writing, you chode. Um, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> I just think of him dancing. Like, I just got to get my feelings no, that, out. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's got a lot of feelings. That's for fucking shit. He's just a small town bot on a Saturday night. <laughs> 
He was just at the Tasty Freeze. Looking for the fight of his life. Anyway, um, <laughs> they wrote. They wrote a lot. And this is something they did throughout their lives. Journals, stories, fantasies. Uh, journals, I guess that's me thinking. Diaries, I guess, would be. Uh, they were very Excuse active me, writers. blogs. They yeah, had they, blogs. They were blogging. I blogged myself. Yes. To their detriment, though, um, they wrote, but more on that. You'll understand why it was to their detriment a little it's, bit. Wait, it's bad to write? Well, it's bad when you. You'll no, see. Okay. You'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. So no surprise here. This regular school is not able to handle them or even understand how to reach them. And by the time they're 14, they were sent to Eastgate Center for Special Education to try and reach them or to get to them to at least conform to society, I guess. So they're 14. Sorry. So this is 1977 about. Yeah. So they're they're either eighth grade age well, in America, eighth grade age or freshman in high school. They're just, you know, getting ready for to watch The Exorcist and uh-huh. just have a grand old time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Annie uh, Hall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of teenagers. Anyway, uh, uh, not so much the movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and this is a place that uh, studied them and encouraged them and their writing and try to figure out what the hell is going on with them. But they wanted, they encouraged yeah. them to write. Okay. One thing that did happen here was the discovery that their secret language that they thought was their own language was sped up English with that Bahan Creole flair along with their speech impediment. So, kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So that's how they figured out what that actually was instead of like uh, cryptophagia. Uh, it wasn't. It was just them using. And they discovered this at the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By by probably spying and listening to them as they're talking to one another. That's okay. Because they don't really talk to others. Anyway. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Once again, though, this place was not good for their mental health. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over time, they even stopped speaking to their family members before they would at least speak a little bit to them. Yeah. And they became hermits, so to speak, in their rooms. They didn't want to leave their rooms. So they, even to go to school, all that stuff. They wouldn't, they didn't want to leave the room. They're just staying in there like it's prison. Uh, on the other hand, their fantasies were alive and well. They wrote novels. That's pretty cool. They had imaginary friends that they would write about. And they, they thought of their room as their safe space for a time and writing that it was their escape and link to the outside world because they could look through the window and look and outside. They would never share, other than with each other, these novels and things. I mean, no, they, that, people could read them. Oh, the, they could. The, well, I, I don't think it was up to them. You know, oh. they took them and read them, and as you do. Mm. You know, like, I got my sister's diary. You <laughs> yeah, know? fucking Greta. <laughs> <laughs> David David Lee Roth and uh, would never do that, but Greta. Yeah. Why does it say you're always going to the sleepy town of Carbondale, Illinois? <laughs> Excuse me, sleepy college town. <laughs> Town's uh, fucking huge. All right. Anyway, um, and as this progressed, they did uh, as well. As this progressed, they got older. They decided that they didn't want to be twins anymore. They wanted their own lives, their own. They want to be their own persons, their own individuals, which is also another thing that happens with twins quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, again, that going back to what we said a minute ago, something I I had never really thought of before. But yeah, it's like, hey, I'm my own person. Keith over there, that would be my twin's name if I had <laughs> a twin. Kevin and Keith. Kevin and Keith. Uh, Keith over there. Keith's three minutes uh, younger. He is, yeah, three minutes younger and ten. Uh, I'll, I'll use an old joke. It takes him ninety minutes to. No, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me an hour and a half Jeff to watch 60 Hugh Downs. Minutes. Yeah. yeah, hey, Hugh Downs, that's 2020. And God I'm damn. Barbara Walters. <laughs> oh, yeah, 60 minutes. You're right. I'm sorry. Hey, but, hey, as long as we get a Hugh Downs reference in an episode, I don't, I'm good. <laughs> I used to love 2020. That's called firing on all cylinders. <laughs> uh, so, bingo, though. 
you know, the school sees this as a breakthrough of sorts. And you, know, you guys want to be your own people. Mm-hmm. We're going to separate you because, hey, you're, you're, you know, they're accommodating their wishes. Spoiler, Kevin. Yeah, I'm ready. It didn't work out. It did not, in fact, work out. They started eating people, didn't they? Wait, what? No. What? I just figure all kids are creepy and have a few murderous slash cannibalistic tendencies just below the surface. Who hurt you? Before I'm going to hurt you. Funny, he looked a lot like you. Moving on on that one. Uh, That's some deep-seated cheese muffins I right think he there. said moving on, Kyle. <laughs> uh, an option was given. Okay. One of you stay. When you go to another school and you work on becoming your own individual people separately and you can decide amongst yourselves who stays and who goes because you're both obviously mentally capable of going through one of these life altering decisions like this. And you have 25 seconds to make your decision (laughs) and go. And this resulted on into something that they had not witnessed before with the two of them. Conflict. Conflict? Uh-huh. Oh, they could maybe host their own podcast. <laughs> uh, they're not so silent twins for a time as they were screaming and yelling and lashing out at each other over who was going to get to stay or who had to go. Hey, there's some progress, progress. there. <laughs> Industry. Progress. Uh, okay, scratch that. Let's just separate them. They have to live in separate rooms and stay apart, but we're not going to send you away. We're going to do that. Okay. Then June becomes catatonic. Not moving from her bed because she was away from her sister. I'm talking soiling herself, everything. Not just... moving from the bed. Yep. So the people of Eastgate kind of threw in the towel and the girls go back to live with their parents. They're like, we can't do this. We're not equipped for this kind of issues. I mean, it. I've never heard an issue like this before. No, they're treating them this whole time like they're just developmentally challenged. When no, they they have very active minds. Yeah, uh, it's it, not creative. like they might have some mental right. issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's more the same. They lock themselves in their room, refusing to interact with people. They just talk to one another. They write constantly, all about all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. More of the same. It's their only, you know, escape. And speaking of talking to one another, this is when they started to fight constantly. Before they had almost been separated, remember, they didn't really ever right. fight. Then they had that one conflict. Yep. And by fight constantly, I mean, they started to hate each other and blame one another for their issues because they were aware that they weren't normal. They were, you know, they were cognitively aware that, that things were wrong. That aware, oh, that had to be a very troubling mm-hmm. awareness because they're like, hey, man. We're, we're digging our lives. We got it. We're right. good. And then everybody around them is like, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. Right. So much so aware and so much uh, to blame that in their writings, they would constantly write about wanting to hurt or kill the other one because <laughs> they hated each other so much. Wild shit. Uh, can I read what you wrote, June? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I said I said that like Edmund. Wild. Or not, not Edmund. Uh, Mann, Ed but, McMahon. Uh, yeah, oh, no. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Yeah. yeah. Wild stuff. That's that's weird, wild stuff. He's doing Johnny Carson, Daddy. Sorry, Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, so can you blame them for lashing out when people treat you the way they do? Your life's a prison, even if it's of your own making. Anyway, they blamed each other. Yeah. And it, don't you see that or as to why they would lash out? Yeah. And that's um, my own prison was a, a record by Creed. Um, Not to be and, confused with my own private Idaho. No. Yeah, everything about that's confusing. Said Idaho weird there. But yeah. yeah. Say it again. Idaho. Uh-huh. Uh, my own prison by Creed. Uh, yeah. That was based on the silent twins. 
Yeah. There I see her. Oh, do you have stats on when people turn the episode off? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So time to take matters into their own hands. So at this time, they're getting to their late teens, you know, like 17, 18. They want a life. They want to have everything else, including boys, are on their mind. Mm -hmm. So they seek out some boys that they knew from Eastgate. And these are a couple American blokes, as they might have said. They were troublemakers. Uh, but they paid attention to the girls and made them feel special. Well, uh, joking aside, it, maybe they just were like, oh, hi, I'm going to talk to you like you're a person. And right. they're like, oh, you're treating me normally. And now I feel special because everybody else looks at me and they run away right. or they send me somewhere else. Exactly. And in turn, the girls were introduced to a life they'd never seen. Actual life. Well, I mean, that too. But <laughs> I meant crime. Crime. You know, now we're robberies, talking. petty theft, arson. So kitty shit. Gotcha. <laughs> I pray for us all. Anyway, <sighs> uh, this was when the lives of the girls went to shit. Uh, they started going to sex parties and <laughs> sex parties. This sound like a parent. They, <laughs> Are you going to them sex parties? <laughs> Are you sexting? Are you sexting with your friends? No, I'm just going to see Varsity Blues, mom. But uh, sex parties and crime will do that when you've had a sheltered life and then all of a sudden it's, you know, chips, dips, chains and whips and, you know, all that shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think you read that on a Laffy Taffy rapper. Uh, yeah. At 17, Jennifer and June lost their virginity to the same boy. Wow. And June actually said she didn't enjoy sex. She wrote, here's a quote. I have no feeling for sex. I think it's mean and cruel. I just lie back and let it happen. I want romance and emotional attachment. Boys just use my body. So she was very aware of what was going on. Wow. So when they were separated, June is the one who became catatonic, correct? Earlier? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, remember when we talked about them hating one another? How could I forget? Yeah. Well, that ramped up when they got a taste for the real world. Um, they literally tried to kill each other, choke each other to death, drownings, all that shit, et cetera. So kitty shit. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <clears throat> Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Yeah. You don't want to know the answer. I, I don't want to know the answer. Anyway, the boys are leaving to go back to America. Freedom. Yeah, the girls did not take this. Freedom. <laughs> they didn't take it well. They put aside their petty murder aspirations <laughs> for arson. Lots wow. and lots of arson. Yeah. Just <sighs> fires, including burning down an entire tractor factory as you do yeah mm-hmm. who wants tractors uh, luckily no one was ever killed but the police did have one ace up their sleeve when they're trying to figure out if the girls were involved oh dna oh uh, fingerprints not quite okay uh they confessed well pretty much yeah they wrote it all in their diaries oh yay, <laughs> yay! conviction was a no-brainer and they were sent to the Arkham Asylum for the Criminally Insane. Nobody breaks out of there. Not really. But uh, they did get sent to the Broadmoor Psychiatric Hospital at the ripe old age of 19. Literally the youngest to ever go there for crime. Wow. Well, the youngest 19. to ever go there. I don't know why I threw in crime. Yeah. Everyone's going there for ups- crime. Yes. Other people went there for fun, but not for crime. <laughs> so it's about 1982. Yeah. Um, I, I, whew, that's got to be a scary place. Yeah, yeah. So what happened in the hospital? How did one die? And what happened to the remaining silent sister? That's after the break on Hysteria of 51. Well, obviously, one of them died from choking or drowning. <laughs> uh, if Maybe. you're doing your foreshadowing correctly, Brent. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, Brent, these uh, breaks have been my favorite part so far. <laughs> I think you and our audience have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> no. Now, we were just talking about Broadmoor. Yep. Not to be confused with Arkham, not quite Arkham, but Broadmoor originally had a much cooler name than the Broadmoor Psychiatric Hospital. Mm-hmm. It was a Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum when Whoa. it opened in 1863, and it's a high-security psychiatric hospital in Berkshire, England. Well, that's subtle. And this place is, not to be, you know, don't want to surprise you in here, plagued with accusations of abuse and misconduct. <laughs> And could probably use his own episode also. I think we figured out two other episodes here, but let's just say it's not a fun place to stay. Uh, no, it sounds pretty awful. Yeah. So anyway, the sisters are there and a new issue arises. They can't be together uh-huh. and they can't be apart. What? They're like uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton? <laughs> figure that shit out. No yeah. doubt. Why do you have so many eyelashes? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cleopatra. <laughs> Put them in the same room. They fight and literally try to kill one another. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Separate them, and they go on hunger strikes and or become catatonic like before. National Velvet. Yeah. So they put them together, and they try to kill each other, and it's just this vicious cycle. But one good thing did come of this. Doctors were assigned, and they were eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia because they finally got them to see doctors instead of sending them to, like, places for, you know, bad kids or whatever, you know. And what do you know? And they found out, or they diagnosed them, as you said, with schizophrenia. And um, so what did that lead to for them? Well, instead of being punishing or punished for acting out, they were treated for their symptoms. Funny how that works. So, uh, you know, I guess you can, you know, one, one feather in the cap for Broadmoor here, you know, yeah. so at least that happened. But to get started, they had to be separated completely and heavily medicated for a time so the progress could start. Sadly, that was probably necessary. Well, it sounds like it because, the, again, they, they're, they're apart. They become catatonic. Or June, at least June does, soils herself, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so uh, progress was made because of this. After a while, then they, they started to move forward. In fact, uh, after about two years, they started to speak to people. Like they Not were willing. Just, mm-hmm. Wow. To like the doctors and maybe the janitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a wise, a wise old janitor. Uh-huh. It will look just like Mr. T. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> uh, Pay the fool doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the treatment was literally, it, it, it was working. Uh, one might say. So at first they were allowed to write letters to one another. Well, after that's a time. Lovely. It's romantic. <laughs> amorous. Uh, that kind of shit. Yeah, no. were they reading? I mean, I was just open. Don't send that to her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then after that was successful, they were allowed to see each other with supervised visits. They're they're in I'll the facility. Kill you. <laughs> you just, <laughs> I'm, I'm acting out like like crossing her neck, like she's gonna kill her. Like everyone yeah. can see this because this is an audio <sighs> medium, so everyone loves that. They were literally though. This is the first time they're living separate lives for the first time in their life. But both of them were miserable, and both they, they wrote, they believed the only way they could be truly free or truly happy is if the other one was dead. What wait the a minute, fuck, wait right? a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
So they miss the other one. They're miserable, but mm-hmm. they understand. They think the only way they can be happy is if it's the, like they're the tied other one's to dead. the one. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, the only way I can move on is if you don't exist. Uh, yeah, like the other. You know, as long as they knew the other one was out there, they were less than whole. Somehow is how they referred to it. Crazy. Wow, that's Un- like uncomfortably physics. like I don't mean crazy, but that's a crazy concept. It, it's just, um. It's sad, too. Wrong word choice there, but you know what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Now we move to 1993. Huge Bulls fans. They Huge got over everything. Three-peat. Yeah. They got over everything. And uh, and they were they were dumb enough to think Horace Grant was going to stick around. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah hey, those goggles got to roam. Hey, they... <laughs> I believe I believe that's what his yearbook quote was. <laughs> these goggles got a room. <laughs> yeah. These these goggles are made for walking. Well, that's not right. Anyway, March of that year, the sisters moved to Caswell Correctional Center, which was this it's kind of a low medium security prison to transition back to public life. They were uh, uh, going to try to get them out of there. A center for alliteration. <laughs> yes. Uh, then Jennifer tells her parole officer that she knew everything was going to get better. This is where things get weird because she was going to die soon and June could finally be happy. June, the one who would become catatonic right. and June, uh, the one that uh, was the brunt of a lot of the things. And I shit you not, Kevin, the very next day during transport, Jenny puts her head on her sister's shoulder uh-huh. and fucking just checks out. Just dies? Just dies on her shoulder. The official cause was acute myocarditis mm-hmm. or inflammation of the heart. Mm-hmm. I looked that up on Mayo Clinic, and mm-hmm. it said that it's not usually fatal, but uh, here we are with a dead sister 24 hours after she called that shit. Man, that's like the Babe Ruth of death. <laughs> the Babe Ruth of death. Man. So then there was one, June Gibbons, and she spent a year in Caswell before being released and has since lived a quiet crime-free life and there are a lot of videos of her at that time that they showed in the bbc documentary where she's talking to people and hugging and 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 communicating and things like that wonderful or so she wants us to think right i don't even know what that means but uh now she lives in the uk okay and i okay yeah no good no longer silent Yep. Nope. Yeah. Close to her family and no longer linked to Jennifer. Like you said, she's not silent at all. She engages freely with anyone willing to listen. Like she you. talks about that. And she's done several interviews. You can hear her talk. She does have a slight speech impediment. Yeah. You know, and, and then she has, you know, her accent and things like that. But yeah. But you can understand what she's saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, so she, well, J- Jennifer's gravestone. Let's, let's talk about it. It features a poem by June. This is what she wrote. We once were two. We two made one. We know more two through life be one. Rest in peace. Kind of a spooky haunting. Yeah. Stole that from what mine was going to (laughs) say. That's fine. Do you think, was it schizophrenia the whole time or was it childhood obsession that went too far and then the, the, the teasing and the horrors of life caused it or where's your, well, my, my thinking and while I'm not a doctor, I am a nurse practitioner. (laughs) Okay, that's not true. Uh, I'm neither a doctor nor a nurse practitioner, but I, I don't. This is too much for childhood obsession. And right. look, I don't know a lot about schizophrenia, but I know that it is a very troubling. Um, uh, uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
God damn it. It's debilitating. Almost. Debilitating. Okay. I know that's not the word you're looking no, for. No, I was, uh, uh, something to deal with. It's a very troubling mm-hmm. thing to deal with. Um, and debilitating is right. And the the extremity of all of the things that they were doing, becoming catatonic, how they couldn't be together, but they couldn't be apart, all that stuff mm-hmm. strikes me as uh, a mental illness. This whole time, it did me too. And it's just, it's sad to me that it took that long for someone to recognize that or to do something about it, maybe? Uh, maybe it has to do with, you know, 60s, 70s. We Well, one, this is very singular, right? I've never heard a story like this. But two, yeah. we say we're, quote, having a conversation about mental health now. They definitely were not having any sort of conversation yeah. about that stuff then. It no. was just like ship them away to someplace that'll, quote, fix them. They're lucky they didn't get lobotomized or something. That's if they true. They had went in yes. at the time because they were still doing that. It's very true. Um, which they still are now, but it's different. And it's, you know, now it's safe and used very differently and sparingly. A lot of people, when you look at this story, they'll, they make it sound like it's supernatural almost, and it's not. This is the actual nope. story. You hear about this stuff, and they're evil or things that they weren't. They were just acting out as children do. And the fires and stuff, that was bad. Well, they like they were, yeah, like they had demons or something. Right, that exactly. Made them do this. The devil made them do it, you no. know, stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. um, depending, that's the way they were looked at mm-hmm. a lot. The one thing, though, that is speculated by a lot of people that they think might be true is that Jenny was a catalyst all along and the instigator and kind of kept June as her subdued counterpart. Do you think they uh, I, I imagine one of the reasons they think that is, is June's severe reaction when they would be right. Like pull, she was uh, so separated. used to being dominated by her sister. And then but once her sister died, then she went on to live her normal life. It's. Um, they, they've said June, Jennifer was the one that liked sex. She was the one that like lit the fires and, and June went along with it. And so some people have thought that that was part of the mental illness too. They know for sure that Jennifer is the one who they wrote about it. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, they both, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, that June never did it. I'm just saying she was the instigator and most, what do you think? I mean, it, I would assume one of them would have been, yeah. you know, and they said that she was the one that would yell at her sister, you know, quietly, you know, and yeah. they, when they would do stuff like that. So I would assume that it started as babies, though. There was no the one baby's not like boss baby. Listen up, you know, like <laughs> this isn't a John Hughes movie. <laughs> look who's talking. Look who's not talking now. <laughs> now yeah. <laughs> now that that's Amy Heckerling. <laughs> I was thinking of Baby's Day Out, but yes, look yeah. who is talking yeah. now. Silent. Yeah. <laughs> Kirstie Alley. Oh. oh um, Bruce Willis. What could have been done differently, would you say? Uh, you know, hindsight being 2020, Hugh Downs. Uh, <laughs> they would have seen a doctor much earlier. Yeah. But yeah. again, they the might have seen John Stossel, that. that doctor, for ear issues, speaking of 2020. <laughs> Is that a professional wrestling John Stossel yes. reference? Hey. Yes. You know, Brent, I think that Fourth Hand should do a professional wrestling podcast. You know Just what? I'm down. Okay, great. Um, no, but seriously, they... Uh, I'm Hugh Down. I'm Hugh Down, and this is 1919. <laughs> um, they, they should have seen a doctor earlier, mm-hmm. and they probably... Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and, and blame the teachers at their first school or anything like that. Well, they didn't know. And that yeah. was they were doing what was at the time mm-hmm. as sick and twisted as it sounds at the time. That was what was accepted. Yeah, it's. Did I'm you try, try beating them? You slapped them, right? 
Did you did you try uh, taking away their food and 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 comfort? Let me check this Canadian law pamphlet over here. Hold on, it's only two sided. It yeah. won't take long. Oh yeah. Oh no, there's nothing against that. Okay, didn't say anything about that. Well, the, the... I'm glad that you're easily amused. Yeah, I am easily. <laughs> I love that I I went away from the microphone to laugh. You know why? Because I fucking hate the laugh track. I hate the laugh track, but that's a whole other episode. Um, the stigmati- stigmatization, did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. I don't, it wasn't meant to be that way, but if we could have avoided the stigmatization so that when, hey, they met these these American boys when they're you know teenagers, and they just, I don't know, I wasn't there, obviously, but maybe if the kids were just like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, well, this means I'm okay. And if maybe more people yeah. would have talked to them about that. Yeah. Excuse me, that way before. It doesn't take a lot. Outreach is a huge thing. Sometimes they just need someone to say, hey, I'll talk to you. Hey, it's okay. Hey, I'll let you be yourself. So what you're comfortable with is okay. But it's too many times it becomes you're different and it's easier for me to laugh or point or do whatever. Because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not understanding is a a huge thing. It, well, it's the whole part of the story. Yeah. Not understanding, not understanding how to deal with things. I'm not even saying they would get the proper help that they needed now. You oh, know, I don't I think hope, so. I'd hope they'd at least have well, an idea towards it. You know, sooner. yeah. They well, they would have been to a doctor sooner, probably. Yeah. Who could who could properly diagnose them? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it was the 80s and. People were down with the ladies and shit at the time, and they weren't down with with mental health. Um, all right, I don't know who got you that rhyming book. The, uh, the, you know who an, that is? Uh, the, that's from Funky Cole Medina, Tone Loke, baby. Hey, leave Ace Ventura's detective da, friend out of da, this. Damn it, Ace! I can't even. He's had that weird voice. Listen, I got a normal voice for a lot of people all the time. Laces out, Brent. Yeah. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> well, wait. So, um, also, you know, I have to go back. This whole the the belief that there might be some sort of supernatural the demons uh you know don't call me joe peck but uh i think that's a bunch of bullshit you know right i think it's just an easier way to to explain things that's uncomfortable for people the devil did it yeah no your shitty ass behavior did it no <laughs> it was the devil that's um that's what i thought when they canceled arrested development after 3 seasons <laughs> i said the devil did it the devil did that and then the devil brought it back Devil's gonna get you for that. There's a country hmm. song. Devil's gonna get you for that to keep kids good. You know, devil's gonna get you for that. Is this true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Devil's gonna get you for that. You know, so don't you know have opinions or things like that. <laughs> it doesn't really rhyme. Devil's gonna get you mom, for that. Mom, mom, no I don't opinions. like. I don't like chickpeas, garbanzo beans. Devil's gonna get, get you for that. that. <laughs> or devil's gonna get you for if that. you don't like uh, pace. Picante, yeah, uh, salsa. Get a rope. Yeah, that that's fucked up. Uh, it, is this a where's uh where's this made? New York City. New York City. Hand me my peyote. Anyway, that'd have been a much better commercial. But uh, <laughs> hand me my peyote, and it's like a three minute commercial, <laughs> and they're just fucking and- yeah. Everything starts to melt. Salvador Dali appears. <laughs> and everybody's like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Uh, I'm gonna buy some paste picante sauce though. So that is uh, the story of the Silent Twins. And if you want to see a 
a dramatic retelling. Mm. The Silent Twins is a movie that came out this year. I did not watch it because I don't know how accurate it is to the quote unquote true story. And I didn't want to confuse it. So I am going to watch that now. That yeah. we've done this. I'm assuming they're both played by Haley Mills. <laughs> I believe one of them is played by the sister who's the new uh, Black Panther. Uh, Wakanda oh, really? Forever. Or she's one of the sisters. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. Yeah, got it. And um, Haley Mills, uh, unfortunately, is I don't know that she makes an appearance. So no, yeah. she's too busy setting traps. I'd love to hear if you guys have seen this though, and uh, if is you've it called it, just the Silent Twins? The Silent Twins. Okay, the Silent Twins or Silent Twins. I'm not quite sure which. Okay, uh, that sounds like something I should know. <laughs> That's but all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that you can uh, you can find. Nope, the Silent Twins. Here it is. I have it in my notes at the bottom. Who'd have thought if you just read? Reading, as they say, is fundamental. Wait, back. You have a. Wait a minute. Mm. You have notes somewhere, oh. somewhere under videos. I have the Silent Twins with a link to the IMDb page. It'll be in the show notes. They'll find it. Yeah. So if you want to learn some more, you can do that, kids. But I'd love to know. Had you heard of this story? Have you known any children, twins, that- uh, Possessed by had, demons? Yeah, or cryptophagia, had I, their own language. Yeah, that is very interesting to me, and I'd that doesn't that surprise t- me at all. Were you a twin, and you had your own- Right. You know- um, uh, Did you feel? I can't kind of. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, that's I'm 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 talking about the things I'd love to hear from the people. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say if if you are a twin out there, did you struggle with finding your own identity? Yeah. Yeah. Or did you ever try to kill your twin so that you could assume their identity? Mm-hmm. That's interesting in and of itself. <laughs> I can gain their power. It's like Jet Li's the one. Very similar. What isn't like Jet Li's the one? Not right? much in this world. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, Shakespeare and many things ripped him off. Jet Li, who didn't even write the movie. You know what? Yeah. I mean, not many a day goes by that, that someone I says know that. it. I know it. I've done the research. I've been to Stratford, Stratford upon Avon. Uh, they call it the search. You've the done the search. Oh, I've done the kids these days. The search. I've yeah, that's the, real fire. I've done the and, search. No um, cap. No, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone stopped listening now. Uh, now, kids, I would love to hear if you specifically have any any stories about twins or weird behavior and stuff like that. It'd be fun. We might even do some more episodes and stuff like that. You guys can tell us by, well, you can go to Facebook and look for Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group, or just as Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's our regular Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Also, tweet to us at Hysteria51pod, Patreon, Patreon.com, and look up Hysteria51. We're on there, and there is links to that in the show notes as well. And we do Up All Nights, Mad Blurry Hysterias. Blurry hysterias, lots of photos uh, every Friday, Friday pick day of something fun, usually art from people or photos mm-hmm. from us. Voicemail 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Or just go to hysteria51.com, find links to everything, and you can click the microphone there and tell us your thoughts, feelings, loves, joys, inner monologue. But more importantly, there's another podcast it's coming back. It's coming back. It's being unearthed. It's being unearthed and ground up yeah, like we, mummies. We found it when we were powder. digging for cryptophagia. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell them about it? Uh, sure thing, Brent. Um, so um, Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you they re- that you remind them of Brent Socroft? Not many. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be the first. Uh, 
So, no, I have a, a, a podcast that uh, Brent here helps produce um, that I created with a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, um, way back when. It's called Sad Times. And um, basically what we do is we have people on. Uh, we talk about times that they were sad, upset, angry, just generally kind of overwhelmed with emotion as we all go through uh, at one time or another and how they reacted and, you know, kind of how those around them and who they love reacted because, you know, Often, especially when you're in mental distress, one of the things that's really easy to for, forget is that you're not alone. And so we have people on who are brave and they tell their stories yep. and we don't try to fix them. We just listen to their stories so that people can hear those stories and maybe somebody out there will hear it uh, and feel less alone. And, and we've talked to a number, as I said, I, I can't say the word brave enough. Um, we've got some new episodes coming up with some amazing guests. You haven't, haven't released new stuff yet we're in the we're in the process the, yeah sometimes it's light sometimes it's heavy but it's always real and it's always <laughs> sad sad times sad times give it a listen i mean there, there's some amazing people on there some amazing that's the theme song that is the theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, how are you sad no, i don't how do are you well. i'm pretty sad too want to talk about it Okay, no, it's you're very playing a whole upbeat. episode. It's that was very actually. Yeah, I want. I don't want people to think like it's like woe is me. It's not at all. It's, uh -uh. it's super upbeat. Great, lots of. I mean, there's laughter, there's crying, and there's people um, again more I, sex than I was anticipating. Well, you know, read the outlines before. You know, <laughs> uh, I have to say again for the people who have come on and the people who will be on. Just these are people who are brave and willing and want to tell their story, and so there is a lot of empathy. Uh, enjoy even when um, relating such difficult things mm -hmm. um, so I know when I was a kid and struggled with mental health I always felt very alone so just hearing other people's stories uh, and, and how they dealt with it and how those they love dealt with it, 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 it is, is a great reminder that we're, we're not in this alone You're, I think that's a great way to end this is we're not alone and even if you have someone you're not getting along with and it's your sister and you only talk to them, you're still not alone. There's other people out there. So be yourself. If you can't be yourself, be Batman. Be Brent Hand. And don't burn down tractor factories. Don't do it. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Kevin. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay silent, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.